0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of About Admissions, our podcast about college, college admissions, and uh, doubles, and uh, the the Bears. Bears. We're your hosts. (laughs) I'm Drew. This is great. I'm Kirk.
1: If you'd like to call into the show, dial 617 982 Three six six two to ask us anything about admissions. We'd like to start out today. We have a we have a special guest here on the show. We have John. I'm going to pronounce this correctly. John Bachenstett. Is that correct? Ooh, perfect. On the money. That's great. Uh, so John is the associate vice president of enrollment at DePaul University in the great city of Chicago. Has had a pretty. Story career in, in admissions and enrollment management worked at a number of different places including St. Bonnie's and Grinnell in Grinnell of course in Iowa and University uh, the, of Dallas. University of Dallas as well. So he's been all around the he's been all around the land.
0: Yeah. and I saw Mount Mercy.
1: Mount Mercy was the
2: first place I worked.
0: The first they gave you your big break, huh? Yeah. Wow. What were they thinking? <laughs>
2: but I'm glad I'm glad you changed storied career from checkered path. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant
0: part. <laughs> How did you get into admissions? Well, well, when
2: I graduated from college in the early 80s, the economy was horrible. And so um, the first job I took was selling cable TV door to door in Dubuque, Iowa. You were
1: the cable guy?
2: I was the cable guy. And, <laughs> and the thing about Dubuque is we were 90 miles from any TV station and very hilly. And um, everybody in Dubuque already had cable (laughs) (laughs) and so so an easy sell And so my job was to try to sell people more cable right which is uh you know i have a horrible personality (laughs) the last thing i want to do is walk up to someone's door and knock on their door and tell them they need to buy hbo (laughs) (laughs) and the funniest thing i learned doing that job was nobody ever thinks they watch tv so everyone says we don't watch that much tv And they
1: always had the TV on when they said it. That's great. That is awesome, right? Time for Judge Judy.
0: Yeah, well, if only they had Game of Thrones. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Game of Thrones. You would have sold plenty of HBO. (laughs) (laughs) But we're not here to talk about Game of Thrones or HBO. No, 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 that would be great. Or even, well, we're we're here to mostly talk about your college experience. Yes. So I looked up on your LinkedIn. You uh, attended Loras College in Iowa. I did. Um, Do you remember the mascot? Any chance of you're on the water? Oh yeah, it's a doohawk. The doo the doohawk. Dew- do- what is a doohawk anyway? It's a debu cock. Oh yeah, it's a
1: debu cock. Is it an actual? I mean, this is an, an actual, actual real animal. Yeah, it's a it's a purple bird. No, it's oh, not. No. It's, <laughs> a <laughs> it's a mythical creature. It's a mythical. Oh. It's even better. Yes. Oh.
0: A mythical Iowan <laughs> creature. Okay. Although I
2: inter- I didn't start at Loras College. No, no. So when I was, um, neither of my parents ever went to high school. Oh yeah. wow. So I knew nothing about going to college, and um, Got one to go day first gen. Wow. I, uh, beyond first gen. One day I asked my best friend uh, Tom Foley where he was going to college, and he said, "Well, I want to be an engineer, so I'm going to Iowa State." Hmm. And I said, "Okay, I'll go to Iowa State too. You want to be roommates?" Said, Great. <laughs> so that was the sum total. Wow. Of my College experience. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> yeah, I went a year and I loved it, but um, I never considered that I actually was paying for it myself.
0: And um, so after
2: a year at Iowa State, I dropped out, went and worked in a factory for a year. Huh. And it just so happens cable that... Cable factory? Not a cable factory. <laughs> I made dock shelters. And it just so happens that um, I grew up on Loris Boulevard. And Loris mm. College was right across the street from where I live, wow. literally. In fact, really? as a child, I used to play baseball on their baseball fields. And um, huh. I used to deliver papers on my paper route to the people at Loris College. Oh, my gosh. That's how close it was. So I ended up transferring there. And the rest, as they say, is... His wow.
1: History. So and did you stay, did you then live at home throughout your time at Lawrence? Yeah, I
2: did. In fact, I'd come out of my house
1: and uh, people would say,
2: How, how'd you get such a great apartment? So <laughs> i
1: say, I know the owners. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. They give you good rent. They gave me great rent.
0: And you studied English literature.
1: I
2: was an English major.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Any particular genre or... Well, I was,
2: interestingly enough, I don't like to read books. And so, uh-huh. so you're like, I'm going to be an English major. Yeah, it was a natural, <laughs> the natural choice for me. I just said this is a, uh, I was destined to do it. Um, so I could read books, and I, I liked writing more than I liked reading. Mm. And for me, the interesting thing was always the linguistic part of language. And so unfortunately, if you want to learn about linguistics, you actually have to read things that are written, usually. Mm. And uh, that was always what sort of propelled me, propelled me and made me interested in the study of language. And I also have a sort of a talent, I guess, for languages. I was always really mm. good in high school in Spanish, and uh, my ancestors are all German, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn German um, and picking it up pretty well, but it's still uh, still difficult for me. But yeah. I just
1: love language and, and sort of communication, and mm. that's what I like to do. Wait, with a name like Bach instead,
0: I thought you were from Italy. Yeah. <laughs> and I always <laughs> like to say we shortened it when we came over <laughs> from the old country. That's before. right. Yeah. So what were you expecting when you got to college? I mean, was it... Did it meet expectations, exceed them? You know, I'll tell you, uh, I remember the thing that shocked
2: me the most about college. And it's, it's a silly little thing, but my first test was at Iowa State was in a big lecture hall with 600 students, something like that. And um, I was sitting there taking the test, and someone finished his test, stood up, handed it in, and walked out of the classroom. Mm. And that, that just completely blew my mind, because yeah. in high school right you hand in your test go sit back and sit down for until the class is over right Right? and i don't know why but that made such an incredibly (laughs) strong impression on me
0: so you got up and handed yours in and walked out well yeah if i know that
2: i would have worked faster yeah so so um i I thought it was uh, interesting and and um i didn't really know why i was in college until i started working in the factory and um it it's there was sort of an epiphany moment when i said um you know what? Um, I I wasn't even sure I was going to go back to college, but I said, um, working with these guys who are good guys, but uneducated, I said, I'm going to go back to college and I'm going to get my degree. And it doesn't matter if I end up working on a garbage truck the rest of my life, I'll be educated. Hmm. And so that for me made all the difference. Just realizing that there was a difference between a job and education. And that education, uh, theoretically, and for me, certainly made my life better in and of itself, mm. apart from any professional experiences that I've had.
1: Mm. Wow, it's a great
0: story. Did you work while you were in school? Did I worked
2: know? full-time while I was going to college. At the factory? At the factory, making dock all Full-time. Yeah, so I worked 40 hours a week while I was taking about 15 credits. Wow. And, um, <laughs> it, you know, it fit in. It just happened to manage. I managed to fit it in my schedule, and I'd ride the bus downtown or go on the early shift, and the factory ran about 50 hours a week. So I worked um, 40 of okay. yeah, those, and it worked out really well. All
0: right, so now that you're in the role of Sort of seeing kids come to college every year, come to DePaul. Do you ever wish you were applying to college today? Um, probably, Man. because
2: I probably would do some things differently. Even though I don't regret the way things have turned out, mm. right? Well, um, well, I probably would have looked at some bigger name institutions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I always had good grades and. I was always a really good standardized test taker so you know I probably could have looked at some places that I never would have considered before but money f- for us was a factor I wrote on one of my blogs that uh, the most stunning thing that ever happened to me was when I filled out our financial aid form in the early 80s and realized my dad made $17,000. Oh my gosh. And you filled yeah. it out? I filled it out. Yeah, yeah. cuz they didn't they didn't go to high school even and yeah. you know, that would have been an intimidating wow. thing for them. Sure. And so um, um, you know, realizing that, and especially when I, you know, buy a Volvo for $44,000 <laughs> and thinking about how much my dad right. made in his best year, um, you, there was never any concept that we could have applied for financial aid or gotten financial aid. So it was very different for me, and, and for me the difference was going to college, not where yep. I went to okay. college. But, I, you know, you still would like to say, what if I had had some more opportunity and maybe maybe been able to go some other places, would things be better or different but if I had to go back and make that decision
0: and give up everything I've gained yeah. I wouldn't take that bet in million <laughs> years. is there anything that's harder today than it was back then <clears throat> Harder for kids today yeah
2: I, th- I think um, parents are harder
0: <laughs> for <laughs> parents sure. yeah mm-hmm. well, absolutely
2: when I was in at the University of Dallas I was talking to someone from St. Mary's in San Antonio and um St. Mary's has a long tradition of educating Hispanic students of course being in San Antonio and he said something that really struck stuck me stuck with me and struck me um all those years ago he said our Hispanic graduates um their parents wanted them to go to college and now our graduates want their kids to go to Harvard
0: Mm -hmm. right and so um
2: yeah so that progression um is different and I think um my generation of admissions officers, um, we, we started beating into kids' heads that choosing a college was the most important decision you'll ever make <laughs> in your life, right. yes. and it probably isn't. It's probably on the whole list of things that you decide, way down the list. Um, it's, it's important probably that you go to college, but whether you go to college X, Y, or Z probably makes less difference than what you put into it. My mm. my wife once came up with the the uh, expression of the Kardashian effect. <laughs> oh, I like this. <laughs> this is gonna be great. This is <laughs> gonna be real she, good. she talked about how um, the media focuses on the Kardashian weddings, mm. but no one pays attention to the marriage afterwards. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so and so you see the bridezillas and everything, and it's all the focus on the wedding it's not about what happens afterwards. And so I think in this country, we focused on the admissions process and don't focus enough on what happens after you get admitted and start enrolling in college. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's unfortunate. And I think it makes it tougher to be a student these days. Um, mm. there's, there's that pressure. Yeah, I think there's a
0: pressure to find the perfect school too. Right, right, You know, I think that's another one of the pressures. Oh, what's the perfect school for me? Right. I mean, there, isn't the perfect there is a no solution. School. Yeah, you got to take midterms and finals at all of them. You know, right. <laughs> it's not going to be roses and parades every day. Exactly.
2: Right, yeah. right. It, it's um, it's it's just hard to tell kids about something that you have to experience because they've never experienced it before. It makes it it makes it difficult to communicate exactly. Um, we can't tell them what they need to know. They need to live right. it.
0: On that uplifting note, shall we take our, our guest? Absolutely, let's our, do it. All right, so today we're lucky enough, we didn't even have to waste any of our, uh, our anytime minutes on this That's one. right, right. <laughs> we, uh, we roped in Rudy from Sudbury, Massachusetts. He's also a Techstars intern uh, with Provender. Uh, what's the pro- what does Provender do? Can you tell us?
1: Well, so Provender, basically, they made a... Um, a system to make it easier for local farmers to connect with restaurants and people who want to buy things from them. So instead Very of them cool. having to like go on their own and make these connections and make the deliveries all themselves, Provendary handles it
0: for them and just simplifies it for them. All right. Beautiful. Technology enabling a better world. Uh, Yeah. On your dinner table. (laughs) Exactly right. Um, All right. So, Rudy, welcome. Uh, You're you're from Sudbury. You're a rising senior. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Tell us, but I don't really know much more about you. Yeah. It'd
1: be great to know. Yeah. What's your your story? What's a
0: story, man? Um.
1: The main thing I've been doing for the past three years is like programming and video games. So, Mm -hmm. what do you want
0: to do with it? you want to study CS in college? Is that the plan?
1: Yeah. I want to do more um, like deeper like more like computers, development system stuff like writing operating system stuff but mainly the things I've been doing for the past few years are just writing games I want to go more like hardcore CS alright so where do you want to do this yeah mainly I'd like to stay in Boston just because I know the place yeah I'd like to go to any college in Boston that'd be good but uh
0: are you looking at any in particular um not really I've been and why Boston why you don't you don't want to stay close to home that I want to stay close to home and also like I know the
1: city like it's it's Familiar. I like familiar things. But you've never,
2: imagining, had a Chicago deep dish pizza. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not on
0: Give
1: him the okay. pitch, John. <laughs> well, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> now, then you'll love to, and then you want to buy HBO from this guy. Yeah, We have a special with Showtime and HBO. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rudy, um, do you have any questions about uh, admissions? Is there anything on your mind? Are you curious about anything? In the application itself, like, what's the most important, like, is it grades or extracurriculars? Yeah, I would
2: say everybody pretty much agrees that it's grades. And so it's not just um, that you have all good grades, but that you've also challenged yourself to the extent that your high school allows you to challenge yourself. And that's an important thing, because if you're at a school with 17 AP courses versus a school with one or two AP courses, no college admissions office is going to overtly penalize you for not being in the class with 17. right? It's, it's whatever circumstance you find yourself in, have you taken advantage of that to your full potential and have you performed as well as this institution expects you to perform in that context. But beyond that, the way I like to explain it to people is suppose you listed a job. You were trying to hire someone for your company and you get 17 applications. right? How many people can you hire? One. One. So what if you have three outstanding candidates, right? So you get rid of the 14 right away out of the 17. You've still got three you have to try to choose from. And everybody who's sitting around the table is going to look at those three candidates differently. right? Right. You don't have any idea what's going through their mind. Some are going to look at where they went to college. Some are going to look at the grade points. Some are going to look at the experience. Some are going to look at... um, Do they bring diversity to our company? Some are going to look at um, a whole variety of things. And you can never be sure what that formula is, Mm. right? So if a college doesn't
0: take you, it's about them. It's not about you. i got a question for you, John. If you were looking at an application and a student had, let's say, a summer internship at a place like Techstars where he was working on an application (laughs) for a very cool startup, yeah. Would that be
2: something that would stand out? Well, it would if you made it uh, pertinent to me, right? So if, It's all about John. Yeah. <laughs> if you said you worked at, uh, you did an internship at Techstars, and that internship was getting lunch for people or, you know, making copies. I guess people don't make copies anymore, do they? Making Scanning copies. documents, right? Um, that, who cares? Right, that's a job you could be doing. That kind of job anywhere, mm-hmm. but if it's tech stars and you're coding and writing code and creating um, programs that actually you put onto the web for a company that makes money, that says a lot. So, uh, for instance, there are engineering schools in Boston where the rumor is they really like entrepreneurial students. Right, mm-hmm. so you've demonstrated some sense of entrepreneurial spirit by working for a startup, doing new cool things. And you're also doing something that is kind of cool with regard to how you're connecting farmers yeah. to markets. Provender, by the way. Give them another plug. Yeah, a a plug. plug yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding for Provender. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so yes, uh, that internship this summer, doing that sort of stuff is extraordinarily important. Anything else on your mind, Rudy? Any other
1: questions? No? <laughs> you're pretty it. good. You're, that's all you
0: have for us? No, no, that's
1: all, us. I'm just giving you a hard time, dude. That was great. Should we uh, should we wrap it up? Wrap so things up? Better. All right. Well, that's all the time we've got for today. You can find About Admissions on iTunes or SoundCloud. Special thanks to John Bakkenstead from DePaul University. That's got, that can't be the first time you've heard that joke. No, we call it the logs, actually. Not, <laughs> okay. That's where we have our students do the writing. Uh, inspiration for today's show was provided by the DePaul Blue Demons. Yep. That's correct. And also the Loris College... Doohawk. The Doohawks. Uh Ajita is provided by college rankings, tuition hikes, standardized tests, and homework. Special thanks to our surgeon of sound, the one and only Anna Drummond. We hope you're leaving us a little more informed and a lot more relaxed. Be sure to catch us next time as we're sure to have a whole lot more to say about admissions.